Welcome to the Zenfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Schmidt, and this podcast is about the transformation process for people who envision possibilities, cultivate their courage, and tap their potential. We are part of a group here who are inspired to chase their dreams, overcome limitations, and take action in the real world. Thank you for listening to the Zenfulness Podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jeremiah Schmidt here, and uh, this is going to be episode number 65. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing a guest, Raj Soin, and he is a Calgary uh, SaaS sales leader that I have the pleasure of working with. And in this next episode, he breaks down his story and his journey from coming from India and uh, moving to Canada, and along with all the different jobs that he really kind of had to grind and, and hustle and really dig into. Uh, and it, it's a pretty unbelievable story because he started fresh here and worked his way up doing jobs like dishwasher, delivering pizzas, um, working at gas stations, working in manufacturing, and pretty much doing anything he could do to build up his own momentum And uh, until he started working for Amazon and uh, ended up moving into um, software sales. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. And he really breaks down the idea that uh, you can cultivate your own luck and you can really build your own uh, positive momentum through life by just working hard and and pushing forward. So this one's going to be with Raj Soin. And uh, along with this one as well, there's going to be a YouTube video uh, released as well on my YouTube channel if you want to check out the video side of things. And I think that's something that I want to push more on this podcast is just for most of the interviews with guests. I'm always going to have a... I'm going to try at least always have a video, uh, whether that be live in person or through like Skype or Zoom, um, just there for you as well. So you, like for, for those for those of you guys who want to see more than just the audio here, you guys have the option to see the YouTube video as well. And uh, and yeah, I hope you guys really enjoy this one. And uh, let's dive into it. I think it's so important to... Like just start doing things, right? Like yeah. you just go ahead and you just do it, right? Like I'm not uh, a brand ambassador for Nike, but that's how it all goes, right? Mm-hmm. Anything, anything in life. You just got to start. You just got to start doing it. Yeah, like you start where you are and <clears throat> you kind of work from there. Yeah, and it's like, it's just like this podcast, right? Like once you start doing things and you see the kickback and you see things rolling, it, it flows like a river. It's super organic. And that's that's momentum right there. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about this, right? Like positive, creating positive momentum. I think anything in life like can be achieved if there is positive momentum going into it. And you know exactly what you're looking to achieve. Mm-hmm. So having those things clear in your head is very important. No, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. Sweet, dude. On that note, let's get some positive momentum and, and mm-hmm. kick it into this. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, welcome to the Zenfulness podcast. I'm sitting down with uh, a great friend, also a coworker, and a Calgary uh, sales tech leader here. Uh, his name's Raj Soin, and I have the pleasure of working with him at work. And I've learned quite a, a lot about um, you know sales from him and just just life in general. And I think that he's a perfect embodiment of uh, what I'm trying to do with the Zenfulness podcast. You know, it's like he chasing dreams, taking action, and that whole transformation process to overcome your limitations. So uh, I guess without uh, giving him a good intro, I'll just pass it over to Raj and, uh, you know, really dig into his story here and we can learn more about him. <laughs> so uh, I guess Raj, who, who is Raj Soin? 
Oh, great question. But before I jump into that, I just um, I, I just want you to know, like, I'm super freaking honored to be here. Um, I really appreciate that you called me uh, Calgary's tech uh, sales leader. Well, but I, 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 in my head, I'm more or less like, you know, still hustling, trying to get there. So yeah. it's like, it's an ongoing process is what I feel like. I think what keeps me motivated is also the journey, right? So... Um, yeah, super humbled by that. You were saying something though. You were saying something. Did I like cut you off there? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, um, yeah, Raj Soen, uh, I think uh, in a nutshell is, uh, I, I think I, I would think of myself as a hustler who just wants to like, you know, keep getting better. Like, I think, uh, I, I, like we were talking about it. I don't know if it's going to be a part of this, uh, but it's all about that positive momentum uh, and your... Uh, just having a positive attitude towards things, right? Like mm -hmm. you just keep yourself open to learning new things. And I think that's what Rod Soin is all about. Uh, yeah. Always open to challenge, uh, always open to taking up uh, something new and uh, just putting his best foot forward to learn it. <laughs> well, so this is the interesting thing, Raj. Where did that begin? Like if you take us back to the beginning of your story, uh, like kind of where you were born and kind of that journey till here, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many like thoughts in my head right now, but I think a great start would be uh, my hometown, uh, Hyderabad. That's where I was uh, I was born. Um, like, where is that located? Uh, it's in the south, south of um, south of India. So okay. it's like, um, yeah, south. No one's gonna just get that. It's in the northern hemisphere, but it's in the south of India. So anyway, yeah. um, I was uh, born in a Sikh family and. Uh, we were like my 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 parents like my dad he comes from a family that moved from uh the neighboring country pakistan like they mm. like his uh family heritage is in like pakistan they just moved to india during the uh during the partition mm. uh, when the when the two countries were divided and uh they they just got some land in the south of india and uh, even though i'm a i'm a north indian per se because my genes are north indian uh, but i was born and raised in the south so that makes for a kind of a funny combination because <laughs> when i meet people and i tell them my name uh, yeah. the, like indians at least uh, are like oh okay he's from the north uh, but when i start talking and they're like okay that sounds a very southern <laughs> accent so uh, where do you get that from and i'm like <laughs> I was raised in the South, like, so I consider myself culturally a South Indian guy, yeah. uh, but um, I'm actually, a, like, I, I belong North. to a North Indian family, so I have, like, a mix of both in me. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just just uh, a quick uh, flashback would be, like, I, I went to school, like, my parents were moving around, like, in, uh, like you know, in parts of the state uh, where, where Hyderabad, Hyderabad is because my dad, he in fact, uh, uh, he tried a lot of businesses like, you know, he he himself is a hustler. Uh, he's he's tried so many things in his life and more uh, most of uh, who I am is actually because of him yeah. because I, uh, I've always, yeah, exactly. I've always uh, uh, looked, at him, looked up to him and uh, I'm like the chip of the old block, if you will. So <laughs> um, he, he tried his hand at various different businesses and uh, because of which we were moving around like quite a bit and uh, <clears throat> and yeah like we we settled in Hyderabad that's where my I did my schooling um, although I look at my dad for inspiration and like you know just having that you know um, that drive towards life mm -hmm. uh, a lot of uh, my childhood was uh, like my shaping years 
like the contribution to that has to go to my mom because like she was like the homemaker right like she she used to go out work um she had a full she has a full time but she still works wow yeah and uh like uh, she, like she used to do that and she used to take care of us like me mm-hmm. and my sister i have a younger sister too and uh like taking care of both of us and uh her her job so it's like she used to man- she used to constantly change hats and uh it was just great watching them both work as a team and uh you know raise a family and also uh achieve their goals in life so Quite a lot of inspiration comes from there. So coming back to that, like you're being born in India and, you know, raising with good good parents and a great family, uh, when did you decide to venture to Canada and what was that experience? Uh, so as far as I can remember, how did Canada come up? Um, so I had freshly uh, graduated from my uh, engineering school. So I, I'm an engineer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for those, who, I went to for those who don't know. I uh, have an, uh, I have a bachelor's degree in engineering. No one no one gets that. They're like, what? Like you're an engineer or like you're in business? Like, well, tell us about it, right? Yeah. So, um, electronics engineering is what I took up. Uh, more so because my dad was of the opinion that uh, it would be better for me to get that. Uh, a little bit of technical expertise, mm. and uh, yeah, I. I did that and after I passed out and I'm um, like after my engineering I landed a job at um, at one of the local manufacturing firms uh, which is a big company now yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, I'm still friends with a lot of uh, their management team and stuff and they're doing really good right now so, so what were you doing at the manufacturing um, I was uh, I was taken in as an intern okay and um, I was looking after their projects uh, for manufacturing television sets. Uh, they were doing that for a company based in China. Holy. Yeah, dude. And yeah, pretty crazy. Eh? Yeah. And then like they had a lot of stuff. Like they, they used to build like um, LED, LED uh, torch lights, um, tube lights and stuff like that. Like they had like, they were on the cutting edge of like manufacturing technology, like, you know, consumer electronics. Mm. And I was uh, doing my internship there. And at the end of six months, they offered me a full-time job um, as a project coordinator big deal uh, uh, because like you know I didn't see that coming mm-hmm. and I was like okay let's think about this uh, do I like what I'm doing and I'm like um, the guy inside me is like no uh, and then I, I just a little bit of uh, a reflection and I was like no this is not something I really enjoy like it's good money and it's uh, it's something that does inspire me to go to work but just don't feel it, right? Like when you don't feel it, you don't feel it, right? So, and so how old were you at the time? I, um, 20, 21, 21, 20, going to 22. 22, okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, I was pretty much like, okay, uh, I'm not gonna do this. And at that time, my dad, uh, he, he just uh, put something in my ear. He was like, hey, like, I understand you're working and stuff, but I know, like, you might want to study further. Like, if you have any plans, let me know. I can help you out and stuff like that. And I was like, sure, um, I'll keep you posted. And then when I got this job, I was like, okay, I got to look back and talk to him. So we had that conversation and he was like, okay, you start uh, looking into what you can do and I'll, I'll help you out. And I'm like, sure. And that's when Canada came up because at that time in in my hometown, Hyderabad, uh, there was a huge push on uh, immigration and like, you know, 
like my entire group of friends. Mm. Like I have like a huge group of friends in the States. Oh, okay. Another thing. And they all know. went to the, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a huge friend of a uh, huge uh, circle of friends, which is in the States. And all yeah. of them are like doing tech nerdy jobs. Like, you know, uh, developing. What, yeah. Yeah. You know what Indians do, right? Like <laughs> they're the development and stuff like that. Geeky stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there was a huge push for that in, in those days. And, um, yeah, like, um, I kind of, like, became a part of that, too. And, and you had that call to adventure. Yeah, I was like, let's do this. Like, let's yeah. try it out. Like, were you scared about leaving India? Or? Um, not at all. Really I was actually, I, <laughs> yeah, I was never scared because I think it was also that stage of my life when I was, like, I think you get it get this too i think your audience will get it too mm-hmm. like when you're at a certain age you just want to get out of the house like you you don't want to be under your dad you do, you want to do something on your own something of your own right yeah. like you want to start hustling right and i was at that stage and i was like holy smokes i need to get out of home and this is a good opportunity and my dad has kind of presented it to me so you know what i'll do it and uh so i actually ended up giving uh the exam uh, I can't remember GMAT G, not GMAT sorry uh, the other one for uh, engineering schools in the states mm-hmm. can't remember the name G uh, something yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about it's like an entrance yeah it's an entrance exam, exam. Yeah. Uh, it's like the SATs but yeah. it's like the next level for masters oh okay wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I so you were originally looking at the US yes yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. very much so very yeah. much so I wanted to go to the states I didn't want to come to Canada no um, like did you know about Canada or like- I mean I knew a little <laughs> bit I knew like there's something going on here but like when so here's the thing right uh, in India whenever someone thinks Canada they think of like uh, Sikh people doing Bangla okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like I don't want to do that I don't want to go to Canada I don't, like I mean sure like I'll get to learn my mother tongue but because yeah. uh, I'm a South Indian but like raised in the like North Indian raised in the South right so I can't speak Punjabi yeah. so I'm like I'll get to learn Punjabi there but no I never thought of that and then I got through that exam. I got a pretty decent score. I remember 392. I don't remember the name of the exam, but I remember my score. Yeah. And I got a few good universities. Um, and I tried to like, you know, um, my, my dad was of course helping me out and we tried for a loan first mm-hmm. and we got dismissed. Like, uh, uh, like due to some, I don't know what reason, like they were like, no, we can't prove you uh, a loan of 25 lakh rupees uh, for your first year, uh, like couple of years of school. So we had to go get back to the drawing board because like, you know, that was totally out of the picture. And uh, like, we didn't have 25 lakh rupees in, 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 in hand. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, like at that point I was like, okay, this is done, whatever, forget it, right? And then I just got back to working. I, I took up that job, I started working. Wait, so you kind of gave up on that? Gave up on that dream that completely. Dream. Okay. Yeah, it was done. Like it was done and dusted. Wow, and this is so, 2014. Wow. Okay. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. None of this would have happened like if the next few things didn't happen, right? So yeah. by um, stroke of luck, if you will, for lack of a better term, um, my dad, he inher- inherited some property like which he had. Like he, he owned a land uh, in, a, in a village that... Uh, so like another, like <sighs> since you're talking about this. So the province in which I was in which we were living it went through a bit of a socio-political struggle and mm. then they, that province was going to be partitioned like divided into two separate provinces in india so when that happened when the part of the province where we were living the land prices went up 
okay. Yeah. And my dad, he had this piece of land he didn't even know about. And he, he found out that that land had gone up by 10 times. Holy. <laughs> that's like the price of that yeah. land, right? And then... That's like fate. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy. That's why I'm sitting here mm-hmm. today. Because that land price went up. Okay. If that didn't happen, dude, none of this would have happened. <laughs> wow. So insane. it just happened so. And... Uh, like it turns out that it's enough money for him to help me get into a college in, in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And that's not because uh, like, I, like at that point, I was not even looking at the States. And then like this, this Canadian thing came up and there was an expo, I still remember very clearly, uh, where I went and uh, they were just talking about schools in Canada, right? And I got a few brochures from there and I was like, okay, uh, let's check this out. Uh, so me and my dad, we sat and we talked about it and we just kind of like planned out what's the best possible way to do this. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then luckily we bumped into a good uh, advisor and uh, she's no more now, rest in peace, but she helped, she guided us and uh, we found out that Centennial College would have been a good fit, uh, Centennial College in Toronto. I hope I'm not talking too much. Okay, mm-hmm. it's only five. We're good on time. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, yeah. And then uh, I just came to Toronto and yeah, that, and was, that uh, was, that was history. You just meet, that was the next step. <laughs> I was like, to Toronto. yeah, next step. Okay. <laughs> next so, step. Exactly. All right. So from, so now you reach Toronto, what happens from Toronto till, you know, college to get to where you are in Calgary today? What was that journey? Um, I think, so the first like a uh, few months, when I, like when you when I reached Toronto, I was just taken aback by this amazing city that just hits you in the face, right? Yeah. You just get off the plane and you're like figuring things out. Like it's a new country, it's a new uh, city, and like you know everything is brand new. You're starting off uh, on a blank slate, quite literally. Yeah. Like, what and, was your first thoughts? Kind of. Did uh, you know anyone or? Sorry? Like, did you know anyone? I did, actually. I was lucky that uh, my dad's cousin, um, he has two cousins who Mm -hmm. live there. And one of them was, uh, like, you know, pretty close to the airport. And he was like, I'll pick him up. And, uh, yeah, I just came and uh, his... um, So, after I landed, his wife picked me up. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time... I knew it was real, right? I was like, holy smokes, like this yeah, happens. This is not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was there and I still remember the first morning I woke up in Canada and I was like, holy smokes, why is it so quiet, yeah. right? Like in India, you're just used to, like there's so much noise in the background all the time. Like, and this place is like quiet and I'm like, am I in, like, am I dead? Like, am I dead right now? Like, I just had to figure that out. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, I got outside and this beautiful sunshine, um, like it was, it was afternoon, like around 12.31 and uh, like, you know, it just, it just felt surreal. Like I stepped outside, it was clean, <laughs> like, you know, the air quality was great. And I was like, wow, this is heaven indeed. Like, I think I'm dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a great feeling. It was all kind of awesome. Um, the next day, my uncle, he took me uh, to the to the school where I had to attend and like, you know, he got me acclimatized to the place and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was lucky to find Kijiji. Kijiji is awesome, man. Mm-hmm. You can find anything there. <laughs> place to live, uh, shoes, clothes, anything you want. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like I just found a place to live there and... Uh, 
I bumped into this really good friend of mine who is still a good friend. He like uh, he's doing his own thing there. Uh, uh, thanks, Bhavish. Thanks for all your help. Great to have uh, that kind of a support system to start off. He had done one course there already. Yeah. And yeah, I just started off with uh, with school there, and um, I taken up project management because at the, at that time I thought it'd be the perfect kind of a bridge to my engineering education and like you know stepping into business because I always wanted to get into business. Mm-hmm. It's just that I landed up in engineering degree with an engineering degree because my my dad, he always wanted me to take up a technical course. So yeah. I just ended up doing that. But then drive was always to get into business because that was something that I enjoyed, like being around people. Like I'm not one of those people who likes to spend time on like the on computers, like yeah. just doing like, you know, programming and stuff like that. I enjoy talking to people uh, like you can see right now. And uh, I, I just enjoy like interaction. Right. So I always knew that I wanted to get there. Um, and yeah, like I get, got through that course with pretty good score. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, like what I really loved the most about that course was that it was, um, it had all the aspects of running a business, like not just a business, like running a project, but also a business, like, you know, a combination of both. So it kind of, kind of got me thinking about a lot of things and, um, yeah, it was uh, great. Towards the end of the course, however, however, I, I realized that uh, I wanted to stay in Canada for a little longer than a year. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> at that point, I was I started thinking about ways to like you know expand. Uh, sorry, just extend my stay. And for that, I realized that um, I had to do another course because you need two courses to get a three-year work permit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know about this, like. <laughs> This is the way the immigration works. And yeah, I, so I realized like I did not have enough money to do another course. So, um, I just started finding avenues of like, you know, whether I could take a loan from a bank or whether I had to like, you know, find another way to somehow pull through that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when, uh, Alberta came about because, so the thing with Alberta was it, it had, a. Um, it, it was a double-edged sword for me, the province of Alberta, because A, uh, the, the provincial nominee program in Alberta had less amount of people. So like there was a better chance to get your permanent residency here. Mm-hmm. And B, I had a few of my mom's cousins over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, yeah. they have cousins all over Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that worked, that helped. Right. So yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a perfect combination. Right. And I cold called my uh, aunt <laughs> who yeah. I've, who I had not spoken to ever. Yeah. <laughs> like the only thing I knew about her was that she used to come uh, visit us in our, like uh, in our winter break. Cause it was summer break here. Um, mm. I don't know how that works, but anyway, uh, she used to visit us then and she used to bring me chocolates and candies. So I, that's the only memory of her I had. And I cold called her and I was like, Hey, like I'm your nephew from India. And she was like, Oh, okay. I recognize you. What's up? Like, yeah, and, and I told her my did journey. Did she know you were in Canada at that point? Or? She did. Oh, okay. Um, she got to know through the circle in the family, but uh, yeah. she, she didn't like, we never spoke. I was like, Hey, I need to, I need to move to Alberta. And she's like, good. Like, and this is like after four months into Canada already. Right. Like I, yeah. I was starting to plan for what I would be doing next year at that time. So a lot of like planning at that point. Right. 
And yeah, she was like, yeah, I can like, this place is good. Like you can come here and you can stay with your uncle. Like my, so her brother mm-hmm. is my uncle. So he, and um, like, he, she just said like, everything is good here. You can just move. And then I started finding colleges and I found Bow Valley College uh, with a decent course, which I could do business administration. And I was like, let me do this. And yeah. And, and then, I, then I moved here. And yeah, that was uh, the point where. So uh, that's right when you hit Calgary. So so the yeah. whole journey is you are in India and the manufacturing. Then you take this leap of faith to try and go to the U.S. That doesn't work out. Then you go to Canada. Yeah. And end up in Toronto. And then from that point, you make it to Calgary, to Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Holy, okay. So then from so what happened with the work life? Like where did you start? Uh yeah, um, I mean like when I was in Toronto, I, I so the struggle was real. Like because. Every student who comes to uh, Canada uh, comes with $10,000, but there's a catch. Yeah. You can use those $10,000 $10, right away. You get them in like um, a monthly, ba- on, you get that money on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and you get like uh, $450 a month or something like that. Um, I'm not sure, 450 or it's, I think it's $600. So you get a lump sum at the beginning, you get like 1000 or $3,000 at the beginning and mm-hmm. then you get $650 for the remainder of it. So I knew for sure, like, hey, like $600 a month, I'm not going to be able to survive in Toronto, right? Yeah. So me and my buddy Sachin, um, we both, uh, we hit the road. We were like, every day after uh, our college, um, it used to end around 4, 4.35, something like that. We used to hit the road, like literally, like take the bus right out of college. Yeah. Get into the town, venture around with a stack of our resumes and just give it out. Like, okay. Quite so, literally. Yeah, so that was when the hustle began. Right that's there, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I was like, holy smokes, like I need to get a job, right? Yeah. And then I'll tell you a, a small story here. Like we were having lunch, like one of the afternoons, it was super hot. Like um this is the summer in Toronto. Summertime in Toronto. And uh we were um we were we just stopped for lunch mm-hmm. and we were like, yeah, I mean we we were applying all day, like I think it was it was a Saturday or something. And we were super tired and we were like, we need to eat something, right? And we stopped at this uh, Mediterranean uh, food chain, uh, food place. Mm. And uh, we, were, we just ordered some food and we're eating. And suddenly Sachin was like, hey, uh, we should ask this guy if he has a job, right? Like he must be having something open. Yeah. I'm like, sure, let's ask him, right? And we go ahead and we ask him and we're like, hey, like, uh, like, are you hiring now? And that guy's like, yeah, sure. Like you guys looking for a job? And I'm like, yeah, we're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, I have an opening for a dishwasher and a cook. We're like, cool. And then uh, we're like, we, we're ready to learn, like whatever it is, we are happy to work. We were ready to work, like we would do anything. Yeah. And as the story progresses, you'll realize. So this guy's like, yeah, I can pay you $7 an hour. $7 an hour. That's yeah. like $5 less than the minimum wage. The minimum wage, yeah. <laughs> And we're like looking at each other and this um, stranger at the back, he's listening to this conversation, right? And you're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it, right? And you're just about to like finish our lunch and start. And this guy, the stranger who I was talking like about. you were going to start that day. We were going to start oh, that yeah. day. You're like, we eat hungry, and we'll yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we were, hunger, we, we were hungry for a job. Yeah. And this stranger comes in and he's like, he tells the other guy, like the guy who hired us, quote unquote hired us. It's because of people like you, <laughs> our students struggle. 
Why are you paying them just $7 for doing a job they can get $12 an hour for? And we're just, we're just sitting there, we're just stunned. We're like looking at this guy, have this conversation with this guy. And he's and this guy is like totally speechless at this point, right? Because he yeah. got confronted. <laughs> and now he's like right there. He's standing yeah. right there. Shields dropped. Yeah. Like he's like, he, he's got no answer to that. And uh, he's like, and he starts arguing. Like they're both talking in their own language at this point. And he's like, oh, what, what are you talking? Like $7 an hour is totally fine. At least they'll have a job. Like what are you doing for them? What are you doing? I'm paying them $7 an hour. What are you doing? Yeah. He, the, the stranger, he looks at us. Hey, you too. And I'm like, we're like, yeah. Would you like to do a job for $20 an hour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, sure. But what yeah. do we have to do? He's like, I visit this country every time in summer. Yeah. And I have a summer job here. I um, build out um, gardens for people. That's my summer job. Yeah. Like I do landscaping. Would you be down to make $20 an hour? And we're like, sure. And he, we both walk out of that place with him. And the rest is history. the rest is like I mean we did we did that for a while and we got twenty one dollars an hour from this guy cash yeah we used to work four or five hours and we used to make that cash and we were like super happy and towards the end of our shift this guy used to bring us beers <laughs> not included and the cash yeah. and during the during the shift he would bring us Gatorades well like I think that's like a great lesson uh, just like learning that it's like if you're hungry you should go out and you know you know, go out and look for something and look for opportunities. And I think the people who actually find opportunities, it, it's so related to sales too. I've noticed even at work is like the people who get the opportunities are out there looking for it and pushing for it. Like how many people are out there looking for a job like that? Literally yeah. on the day, like asking to get hired on the day. Exactly. Like that's, that's, that's like a, that's drive right there. A hundred percent. And like, you know, we were not even looking for that job, but we just got it right. And this guy was like, we were, we were lucky to bump into this guy. A lot of, a lot of people there, he was right. Like a lot of people there are like, you know, working for less than minimum wage, but we were just lucky that we bumped into this guy. He had some, uh, you know, some sort of uh, ethic, if you will. And yeah, I think that was pretty awesome. And we did that. And then we started looking for like a proper job. Like this was a cash job, right? So we were like, we want to work like real, a real job, like on our sin. And then we ended up working at Pizza Hut. And I did that for a long time too. I, like I was, throughout the duration of uh, my stay in Toronto, I worked mm -hmm. there as a dishwasher at uh at pizza hut so yeah i mean that's that was the hustle there and then when i came here i was lucky that uh, my aunt she had she owns a few gas stations yeah like she runs them she's an operator so like in one of her gas stations she just said like you can start here but i worked there for a week and i was like okay i don't want to work for family or too family too long because it so gets a little awkward so what was it like see that's the thing that i love about you it's like you were like certain jobs like working at a gas station or a dishwasher yeah. I think that's like a lot of people wouldn't want to do those because it's like, oh, I, I don't want to, like how many people, I worked as a dishwasher too at one point and I remember it wasn't really the best, like, I, mean, I didn't really like it. It's not a glamorous job. Yeah, it's not a glamorous job, but it's still something. And yeah, I guess the question I have for you is when you're working at this gas station, like how was that experience for you? I think um, when I worked, when I started working at the gas station, the best, uh, it was like, I think it was a great uh, experience. Like I would say it was something that helped me so i like here here was my approach right i'm like you can either look at it as a gas station job or yeah. you can look at it as a job where you get to speak to people 
right? In my head, I just looked at it as a job where I'm interacting with people constantly. So you're always trying to look for and the I positive. Can, yeah, and I had a thick Indian accent, which you can't tell, I hope now. No, it's, like that's I insane. had a thick Indian accent then, and yeah. I was just trying to work on my accent in that job, right? Yeah. Like day in and day out, that was the hustle. I was like, I'm going to master this. I'm going to try stop, uh, like I'm going to stop sounding like a stereotypical Indian at a gas station. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Oh, hello there. How are you doing? Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to learn the Canadian way of speaking. Like, I mean, that's the way I looked at it. I I think um, there's so many ways you can look at that job and be like, why are you doing this, right? And uh, to my to me, it was like just an opportunity to to learn how the retail business works, uh, what is expected of you, and how you drive results, right? Like not just in terms of like the gas station doing well, because gas station is a gas station, how much you can improve the business, right? Mm -hmm. Business model. But what you can learn is how to be good to people, how to be presentable, how can you make a lasting bond with someone who comes into a gas station every day mm. you know things like that so I think that's where it helped me the most and uh, and it, it taught me a lot of things um, like you know just showing up like showing up just show up at six o'clock in the morning no matter what you're doing uh, the night before like even if you have an exam the next day whatever like you know you're doing that and you're managing that too so time management is another aspect so much like um, I think that was uh, a great like lesson great uh, hustle to to get to the next step right mm -hmm. and for me at that point the next step was a job at 7-eleven yeah that was a huge like jump it was like whoa I've I'm making strides here yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I mean when you're on I think when you're on that road every step counts right and yeah, every you look at yeah stone counts exactly and and uh, so even that job, uh, I'll tell you how I got it. Um, so this guy used to always come to our gas station. And uh, he and I, we, we, we bonded over cricket. Yeah. Right? I don't know. For those of you who are thinking cricket to be uh, an insect, no, it's also a sport. Uh, <laughs> so cricket uh, is a boring sport played in India, which people in India are crazy about. It's a religion almost. Yeah. And uh, so we used to just talk about the games, right? Like the games happening because sometimes there was a game going on and it was like daytime here and like nighttime there. So a, a nighttime cricket game, right? Yeah. And we're talking about it and it's a live match. And we just bonded over that. And this guy, he just shows up to the gas station one day and he's like, hey, Raj, I don't want you to work here anymore. And I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm looking, but it's okay. Right? And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, there's a better job. Uh, would you be down to move to Airdrie? I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. Like yeah, Calgary, Airdrie. I was almost done with my school at that point. I was like, yeah, that's, I don't care, man. Like I'll work in Airdrie. Uh, I'll move to Airdrie. And then he was like, yeah, sure. Like uh, he gave me his friend's number. He was a manager at 7-Eleven. And uh, I just went there and he just did my paperwork and I joined. Like there was no interview, nothing. That guy just told me you come in and start working. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about that is that's this, the second time that happened to you. It's when you weren't, went into that uh, restaurant and then all of a sudden the guy just saw you and said, hey, come do this because you're hungry. I think the second thing, the same thing happened to you with, from that gas station to 7-Eleven, yeah. right? Yeah. And then here's, here's the interesting jump to me is like from, I think, 7-Eleven, you ended up working for Amazon after that. Yeah, that's okay, where yeah. <laughs> that's where things just big shout out to jo uh, Jeff Bezos for starting yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos. in Calgary. Jeff Bezos for the win. Love you, my man. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you got to break down this story. Like Seven Eleven to Amazon. That's... Okay, so like I said, like again, I was working at Seven Eleven, and I so my uh, permanent residency application was through Seven Eleven. Because um, yeah. I was an employee there, my entire file was like it had information which said that I was on, I was working at Seven Eleven. So before I got my PR, I was nervous. I, I wasn't sure if I had to if I wanted to move out of Seven Eleven because then mm-hmm. that also causes a lot of paperwork to change, and then you have to inform uh, the Canadian immigration uh, like that you're you're changing your job and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> you call it playing safe but I, at that point I was like I don't want to go through that so I'll, I'll wait it out mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let my PR file like go across and then once I, once that's done then I can make the move well I think that's a common place where like I have another friend too yeah you could be working at a job and because of your immigration you kind of feel a trap like you can't leave yeah and it's like a, tr- a tricky situation to be in yeah although my application had nothing to do with that yeah like my application was like retail store manager working at 7-Eleven, whatever, right? And if, if I made a similar jump, it wouldn't really matter. But again, like there's so many intricacies there uh, and so many nuances. Like you do not want uh, the immigration authority to doubt your intentions or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. it's a very like tricky situation too. It's almost walking like, it's almost like walking on eggshells because you've spent all this time here. You've done all of these things. Like you didn't want to like, no one really comes prepared for, um, you know, just doing a retail job for two years to Canada, right? Like, mm-hmm. and even back home, like, I, I w- although I personally was growing, I, I knew I was growing. Um, we'll dive into that, like, at 7-Eleven. That's where my sales journey began, by yeah. the way. I just wanted to let you know about that. I mean, like, the sales journey had begun, uh, but I think when I look at 7-Eleven, that's where um, the real, like... You know how uh, you cast a piece of metal? Yeah. Like, you just take a piece of metal, throw it in this um, furnace, if yeah. you will. It's super hot. It's red. It, com- it comes out. And then you hit it. You smash it. Yeah, you blacksmith and it. Then and then you're, craft like, crafting it, right? So that smashing part was 7 length. Oh. Yeah. So we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. But um, at that point, I was just like, I don't want to risk this. I'll... Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll take it in the chin and I'll stay here. But it so happened, it, my life changed in the August of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Three awesome things happened then. Um, I got my final letter of acceptance to get the PR, the permanent residency. Um, Amazon opened a new, like, Amazon was opening a new warehouse facility. There was a lot of buzz about it. You guys can Google it. Mm -hmm. Uh, August 2018 in Calgary. And uh, my sister's uh, paperwork for Canadian immigration got through as well. So she was moving here too. So these three things happened at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and so here's the thing, right? Just a little bit of a flashback from August. Like around June, July, I was already getting a little frustrated with my job at 7-Eleven. I was just like not feeling it. And it was... A few things happened, which just made just like, made the relationship very sour with the management team there. So why were you getting frustrated with it? Um, I was just being sent to random um, locations. Like I, so I, I set up a store in Canmore. Yeah. Um, I was sent to this godforsaken forsaken uh, town called Crossfield in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. 
to yeah. set up their freaking refrigerator with all the freaking pop and yeah. like Red Bull in there. Yeah. And I used to work crazy hours, right? And I'm like, hey, I, I mean, like, th this is just getting too much for me, right? Like, I, I, like, I always came across as this person who was ready to do anything. And then they were, I felt like they were just taking advantage of that. They're like, yeah, we'll throw them everywhere. Mm -hmm. So things were starting to get a little sour. And I remember one day, like, I think if my life can be uh, divided, like, uh, if I can talk about a life-changing moment for myself, I can think back to that time this one time and I was driving back from that godforsaken store in Crossfield it was nighttime and uh, there was construction happening on the road and the, it was a stormy night like there was some snow as well and I was just thinking to myself and I was like what the hell am I doing right like do I just want to be in 7-Eleven like what the hell am I doing and I just started having this conversation with myself and I was like done like I'm done with this I want to change things and I, I will do whatever it takes to change my situation. I told that to myself. Yeah. And uh, I went back and I started working on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> and that was the moment. That was the moment Amazon came in. So it just, so again, like, you know, luck plays a big factor here too, because at that time when I started doing it, I had no idea about Amazon coming to Calgary or anything, right? And then I started working on my LinkedIn and you know how LinkedIn sends you a daily update? Mm -hmm. One of the updates I saw Amazon's coming or whatever, right? And I just went about my life like it was normal. And August, um, I, um, I had a person uh, from like some consultant, some consultant reach out to me from some HR consultancy, like workforce management or something like that. And they were like, hey, um, saw your profile. Uh, you have certain transferable skills for a job I'm looking for. Would you be interested in hopping on a call? I'm like, sure. Like, <laughs> I'm open to anything, right? Like, at that point, I was like, I want to get out of 7-Eleven. I asked her, cool, tell me what company this is, right? Mm -hmm. So that, like, I know if it's a good fit and if we can actually have that uh, conversation. And she goes, like, uh, it's Amazon. And I'm like, what? Say what? It's Amazon? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure, let's talk. And then she told me about the role, like, on the phone, and it all sounded, like, awesome. I was like, great. Like, it was a transportation uh, specialist lead, uh, not lead, sorry, specialist position. And I was like, sure, let's do this, because it sounded like something I would enjoy. It was working remotely with... Uh, with a team that works off of Seattle mm -hmm. and coordinating with them on uh, making sure Amazon shipments are out of the warehouse in time and making sure that there was enough inventory for um, trailers on the um, on the yard of the of the Amazon warehouse facility that I'd mm -hmm. be working on. So this sounded like super like super interesting first of all like cuz I was like wow this is a this is like this requires someone responsible so they're entrusting you with all of this like responsibility. And then there's Amazon's like brand as well going into it. And then there's so many other like, you know, skills that you can develop uh, in, in a job like that, right? So yeah, I just went with it and uh, things happen. And, and during that time, um, Avanti was hiring for an implementation role. And I just casually applied for that. Like, it was not casual, let's be honest here. Uh, I really wanted that job. <laughs> I'll be downplaying that. And um, one of my good friend's girlfriend, um, Srishti, she works there too. And uh, sh she just got me the first intro. Like, she introduced me to Marlo. Marlo uh, is our 
uh, director of support now, but she is uh, from an implementation and like HR background. She was the human resources director at that point, HR mm-hmm. and marketing. Um, I had my first interaction with her. It was magical. Like um, Marlo, like she's my favorite person, like in the world, like for sure. Like she's like, yeah, she's, she's like mother yeah. Marlo. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's super awesome. And we had that first interaction and it was amazing. But um, she told me that I didn't have the technical um, te- technical requirements for that role. And I was like, that's cool. I'm just glad that I met you. Right. And this is what happened during that time. And then I went ahead with Amazon. Yeah. That's how I ended up uh, doing that role at Amazon. Yeah. And then from Amazon, eventually you end up working at um, in sales at Avanti and I guess the rest is history at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, man, like I can, but if I think about it, it just goes back to that moment where, where you were driving. Yeah. Where I was driving and I was looking into the dark, didn't know what's coming. And, uh, in a lot of ways it was, uh, it, it was awakening because, um, I was really frustrated. And I think that's the lesson for everyone here. Like who is listening, uh, the night is, uh, the darkest before the dawn. So we should remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and not just remember that as in a vague, ambiguous, uh, uh, storytelling kind of a way, but I would say, remember that as a philosophy in your life. Cause that's, it, that's true. And when it happens to you, you will know, mm-hmm. like things get really bad. That's when you have to push the most. Right. And like, uh, I think it was, it was Churchill who said that too, right? Like if you're going through hell, keep going, right. Yeah. And keep going, keep going strong. And the next opportunity is just around the, around the next door. Like, yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. the, the, like you can never give up, like you can never give up, right? Like yeah. you have to always keep going. And, uh, and yeah, I guess like now that we kind of know your story, Robert, <laughs> that's like an unbelievable story from India to, you know, <laughs> Just incredible Toronto, working at gas stations, work for Amazon, and then eventually getting into the sales outreach role. Yeah, and dude. now you're the a, a top sales lead. But oh, like, okay, this is this is what I want to learn from you. Is like, how do you? Where did? What is work ethic to you? Like, what is drive? What does that mean to you? That's such a good question. Um, I think so. Drive and work ethic are. Uh, they're actually, I think, I think they're products of your, um, of your ambition, like of what you want to do from, like what you want from life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it all boils down to that. I think uh, drive stems from your uh, passion for your goals, and if you have, uh, if you're true to yourself, and if you think, if you really believe in your goals. Uh, you will have the drive and the work ethic to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, in many ways, I feel like, you know, we go through emotion sometimes, right? Like we, we, we get into this rut of like, you know, doing our daily day to days. Like, mm-hmm. like all of us do that. We, we all get to a point where, Oh man, like I, I just want to get to work, finish my eight hours and go back. Right. But that's when it's really important because if you have a goal and if you want to get there, you have to manage your time in a way in which you're not just doing the eight hours. You need to do a l- something a little bit more. Like you need to, like, you need to go there. You need to work on your LinkedIn. You mm-hmm. need to, um, start having conversations with people on, you know, what their view is about life. Maybe start a podcast, 
mm-hmm. you know, have a conversation with people who are like who are doing what you want to do or like just look for inspiration it's always around you mm. like it's 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 you who is blinding yourself from it um if you open your eyes to it you will see it um it's just about staying true to yourself and thinking about that goal um you know is taking the next yeah, step not in just a philosophical like uh, not, sorry not just in a uh mundane like a work life cycle which you have like mm-hmm. maybe look at it from different angles like just go to your friends and ask them what they think about you mm-hmm. like i mean not just friends i would say ask your ask your um ask, ask the colleague that you hardly speak to ever what they think about you and how they perceive you as a person like just mm-hmm. have that open conversation have it have that open dialogue and things they will tell you that is gold and then you st- you start to strive and look at things like that like i mean even you gave me such a great intro i never thought about that i never thought about myself being a sales leader or anything like that well like isn't that funny though like <laughs> like you never really see yourself like it's i think it's cuz you're so you're grinding day in day out like yeah. you're like you literally it's it's pretty crazy. I've never seen anyone dial the way you do. Like you can dial all all day. You're doing that too now. <laughs> yeah, but like not not to your level. Like you're like you're doing it to a whole nother level, right? And I think like what I realized learned from that is, like I think human beings are far more like they're more capable of uh, far more than they realize, right? Like you could look at someone dial that much, you're like, okay, this is not possible. Like what the heck's going on? But then you see someone doing, you're like, wow, that's that's pretty, dude. Like yeah. but, like it's all about doing it in bite sizes too. Like you can if you. See, here's the thing, right? Um Rome wasn't built in a day, mm. right? Uh you can't uh you you cannot um get onto the top of a mountain in one go. You need to like have sizable bits to get there, right? So it's so important to plan that out. And that's why it's so important to keep reflecting, right? Like at every at the end of every day, just ask yourself what did you learn, right? Like it has to be I feel it 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 has to be a part of our like day to day like it has to be something that we do on a regular basis and keep checking that track and mm-hmm. if we have that one goal at the back of our head i feel like uh we will get there like i i i mean i'm not a big de- believer of uh destiny yeah. but what i really believe in is the power of the universe and um just the um the butterfly effect right like what so you give is what, what you get what is the butterfly effect so um f- from what i understand it's like a chain reaction like if there's butterflies uh flying in one corner of the world they are responsible for uh i don't know a, t- a tidal wave at the other end like i mean yeah, there's I'm, always everything's there's, related yeah everything is related and it's like what you give like if if you want to get to a goal and you you start striving for it like not in the most like a uh, conscious way even even unconsciously you're working towards that goal and if you have it at the back of your mind every decision you're going to take is going to get you closer to that mm-hmm. and it's not like you'll have to uh really put in um planned effort to get there it's very organic mm-hmm. then the conversations you're going to have um the people you're going to meet the kind of people you're going to attract all of it can get tied to that goal only if you want it so mm-hmm. I think it's important to have that kind of a kind of an outlook. I think so. No, I, I love that. Like I, I told you you're at that. Um, I guess Raj, to another question I want to ask you is coming back to your your dad. You said your dad was a big inspiration in your life. Yeah. Uh, looking back, what is the biggest piece of advice he he gave you? 
So me and my dad, we we never really talked as as much. Um, I mean, when I was growing, I mean, he was like this. Um, he was uh, he was like a he was like Batman, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> For the lack of Bruce, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, like yeah. you know, he's not the hero you want, but the hero you deserve, right? Like <laughs> a thoughtful protector, a watchful guardian. Like that's how I would explain my dad. Because yeah. even to this day, he's a very silent operator. Hey, like. I, I mean, he's done so much for me, but I never felt it. Like, I was like, yeah, I was just going about life, like, in a playful man manner, but it, he was always watching me over, right? And I think the best piece of advice, he's not given it to me, but I feel like I learned it because he personifies that, is passion. I think he's so passionate about what he does. Mm -hmm. He would wake up at uh, like freaking four o'clock in the morning and rush to work just because he has to be at this uh, meeting by 7.38 with, with some distributor and he's got to be there. He will plan his day and he'll get there on that time and will have all the preparation that he needs to be there. I think it's just his passion like uh, to, in the restaurant business. So he's got a few, uh, he's, he owns a franchise of a Chinese restaurant in India. Mm. Kind of odd, I know. It's Indian Chinese. It's called Indian Chinese food. Yeah. And uh, like he's super passionate about that. And like he... Um, I mean, he's the manager, right? Like he's the boss. He doesn't need to like do anything, but he gets into the kitchen and he's always having conversations with chefs and he wants to know the nitty gritty of their day to days. Mm -hmm. I think us SDRs need to have that kind of passion uh, as well. I feel it's so important for us to spend some time. I think Jay was talking about it too, like mm -hmm. live and breathe your product, right? Always, always think about how your product is going to help your customer because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what that, that is what that counts. Only a company that's crazy, crazy stupid to just think about their customer all the time is going to do well. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from passion. And I think my dad has that passion for his customers, which drives him to like, get into the kitchen. Like he'll probably mop the floor there. He'll talk to the chef. He'll be like, tell me about what you do. What's your challenge? How can I help you facilitate that challenge? And which, which will translate into better customer service, right? Which is translated into tastier dishes, which will translate into happier customers. So I think all of that just boils down to passion. So I think he just personifies that passion so well. And I, if I can do like 10% of that, I think I'll be successful. <laughs> no, it's, I love that. Mm -hmm. So I guess uh, I know that you, you have to run soon. So I have a couple more questions for Go you, Raj. I'm really enjoying this. I think uh, it's it's just 5.30, so you're good on time. We've got okay. like 10, 10, 15 minutes more. Don't worry. Yeah, no, I, um, but, uh, you know, I, I love these questions. Like it's, I just love the idea of just picking someone's brain and just seeing like, what's, what's in there, right? I love that too. Um, but yeah, so if you have a message, if you could tell the world, I guess we kind of are with YouTube. Uh, hello, YouTube. But if you could tell YouTube one message at, or the whole world would hear your message at one time, what would that message be? Keep dialing. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep wrong, wrong show. You gotta keep <laughs> That's for all SDRs out all there. All SDRs, you gotta just keep dialing. Just keep dialing, guys. Just yeah. keep dialing. <laughs> and if you dial me, I won't answer your call. Actually, this <laughs> guy uses a, he uses a Google a virtual assistant to answer calls. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Karma, 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 guys. Um, I think, uh, I mean, like, you know, just to get a little serious with that question. <laughs> Um, the one piece of advice that I would like to give to people listening to this mm -hmm. is just 
aim for your, like always have your goal in mind, put it at the back of your head and just stay, stay true to yourself and keep working towards it. Like mm. plain, super simple. I know a lot of mainstream people out there are going to be like, ah, I've heard that so many times before, but like, it is true guys. It is true. It works. Um, if you do not get to your goal, at least for sure, you know that you're on the right track by that approach. And eventually by doing that on a regular basis, like day in and day out, you're going to realize how close to that you're going to get. So in plain, simple words, have a vision, know what you want and just keep thinking about it. And if you, if you really think um, that you do not have a process to get there or you do not have the resources to get there, start reading up, right? Like, and ha start having those kind of interactions in your circles and staying true to yourself is because like, if you're not honest to yourself, you're not accountable to yourself. You're not going to be accountable to anyone. Right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have these things in place, I think any goal can be achieved. Damn. That was deep. <laughs> Did you find oil? <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> um, oh gosh. All right, well, I got uh, two more for you, Raj. So I guess first one is, where can uh, people find you on social media and connect with you and your story? Let's keep that aside. I want to know your... Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing you off here. Okay. <laughs> like I always yeah. do. I want to know your message as well. My like, message. I'm just curious, man. Like, I want to know yours, uh, your message to the world too. In fact, like, if there is something that Jeremy really stands for, what is mm -hmm. that? Uh, that's, it's crazy too. Cause I always ask these questions. I can't really answer them. I should know, but I think like, <laughs> I love picking your brain too, <laughs> but I think, uh, what I've learned is, and this is probably part of the main message of the Zenfone's podcast for anyone listening is that you should, um, like, it's all about the transformation process. It doesn't really matter about where you start or where you finish. Like, I love this quote. It's like, it's about how far you've traveled. Right. And I think like if I could leave one message for listeners, it's like you could look at someone else and, you know, they're like way up here and doing all this crazy stuff. And you're like you, you feel like you haven't started. But realistically, everyone's journey is uh, personal and everyone has their own story. Yeah. And as long as you focus on just that distance. Yeah. That's that's I think what makes life worthwhile. And, you know, like when you said that, I think this is a good segue because I wanted to do this. When you say when you when you talk about that person, like who we personify and stuff like that. Mm. One guy comes to my mind. Jay Hedges, my man. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to this guy. He's the most awesome, like sales leader I have known. Like he's, I mean, I, he's not a manager. Like this guy mm. is not a manager. Like he's, he's so awesome. I mean, he's a leader. He's a freaking coach. And the guy has so much of like, he's, he's so humble. Mm. Like well, how he, can someone say so humble? Well, he's a Jedi master. Dude, that guy is yeah, like, you look at his profile, he's done like 10 director and VP role in VP roles in sales. And he just like walks into the room and he's super, he'll come sit right beside you and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like mm -hmm. that kind of humility, man. Like that's what I strive for. Like, I, I don't see that as often. Like, I mean, sure. Like I've seen some great like hustlers, like leaders, people who are like, you know, Gary Vee, he's in your face and all of that stuff. But mm -hmm. Jay, I just don't get like he's you gotta get Jay on this podcast, man. Like like so much of respect for that guy. What what was your journey like with him? Like talking to Jay and like Oh uh, well, like I just I kinda got found out of the blue. Like I didn't really it's kind of a long story. I don't I don't know if I want to get into it in this podcast, but kinda it. just 
I, I think I just got found out of the, out of the blue and then same with me, then man. I met you, yeah. So. Same with me, yeah, exactly. So that's see, that's yeah. the kind. So that's another thing, right? I feel like if if anyone in this audience listening as well right now has gotten to a level where they're like, you know, they're doing really good and they're like a, you know, like a manager and like you know or a leader. I think it's so important that, uh, I mean, for them as well to give back as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, it gives opportunities to people like us to really um, discover ourselves. Like, because yeah. I didn't know I had these skills, man. Well, I think that's another point I want to point out to you, Raj, is even when I'm com- coming back to Jay and just, so for, for people not listening, Jay is our uh, sales manager. And I think one of the things I've, I've learned is just finding good role models. Like, let's say if it's you or Jay just finding good role models or people you aspire to yeah and uh just like mimic like trying to mimic those qualities or learn from them like it's also it's part of the hero's journey you got it my man right it's absolutely you hit the nail in the head there it's so important to have that but I think the important part about it is like you can choose uh your role models like let's let's say you find yourself in a situation where you uh like you don't have the right role model then just look somewhere else and and you'll find it it's kind of the thing you were saying before is Inspiration is all around us. Yeah, it's all around us. 100%. So, yeah, uh, Raj.Soyan is where you can find me on Instagram. So, like, coming back to, yeah, so coming back to Raj's uh, social media. So, where where can we find you and connect with your story? Raj.Soyan is the Instagram handle. Instagram Um, handle. That's that's what I usually use. That'll be on the screen. Apart from LinkedIn. But you can find me on LinkedIn. My full name is Raj, R-A-J, Singh, S-I-N-G-H. S-O-I-N is my last name. So, yeah. Send me a connection request. Just uh, mentioning like that you heard the podcast, and yeah, would love to connect and you know bounce some ideas off of you. And always open to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love I love uh, interacting with people. Like I said, and it's amazing. It's amazing that podcasts are doing so well these days. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a <laughs> people. It's it's a weird thing. It's like, pretty crazy, think, man. You know, we live in a like I think it's part of like the digital era. Like we live in a world where communication is changing and yeah. that's part of the reason why i love it like i look at even at, at youtube or podcasting yeah i look at it more as a social media platform now yeah right it's and i think podcasts are just at the beginning like of uh, like the trend because i feel mm-hmm. like youtube is already like more or less saturated at this point there's so many people out there posting videos and stuff mm-hmm. but i think I don't know the statistics here, but I feel like podcast is way less, like there's not as much noise there yet. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good time to kind of start your own podcast. And what you're doing here is, is amazing. Uh, hats off to you for that, man. Like I really, I, I, you, you have, so like in my journey, I think like this chapter is the journey chapter, like for me, because I'm learning so much from you. Yeah. Well, like, like, like for me, like the thing is I'm just trying to get started. Like I'm just, this is, gonna be maybe my third YouTube video here. Yeah. But like realistically, I don't, this is our, my first uh, YouTube, or this is our first YouTube podcast. I've yeah. never really done this. So it's all like, you get that nervous anxiety about it. You have like, you don't really know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but you still gotta try it, right? You, you and you're like, you're a role model to me for that. Because I, I, I honestly like, I look at you and Oleg. Oleg is another yeah, Oleg just gem YouTube. of ours. Yeah. We can have his channel link. Shout out his, to Oleg, yeah, Oleg for being please. awesome all the time. Olgeka pack. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think you guys are doing fantastic. And it just like, it motivates me to go out there and put my content out there too. So, all right. So let's spin it back at you. So what, <laughs> what does Raj Soyan have in store for, uh, let's say your personal brand and kind of the content you have in store for, uh, for the future? 
Great question. Um, like again, just going back to that. Uh, yeah, that's another one off your list. Eh? Strike it out. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, <laughs> I have a list of all the topics right here. <laughs> this guy, he's always prepared. He knows what he wants, and he's like, you know, he's super. Fo- I love that about Jeremy. Um, honestly, man, like um, I've been so again going back to that moment, like where I was driving back, and I was like, hey, I need to start doing this. So that's where that was the first spark, and it's hopefully turn into a fire by now well it's getting there need to add some more gasoline to it (laughs) Uh, but um, I've been working a lot on my LinkedIn Mm -hmm. Um, even through our cold calls like whoever I speak with I try to have a good conversation and like I'm a firm believer of like trying to strive for the magic touch like I know like I think it's a Dave, there's a Dave Chappelle uh, quote as well, which says that um, be so good at something that if you when you touch something, it become like if if you touch an obsolete thing, mm-hmm. it becomes pure magic after you touch it. Like there's some, there's a quote of his on that. Like I've, I have it on LinkedIn too. Yeah, so, well, that was in uh, there's a good book. Uh, it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And yes, like Cal Newport, what he kind of talks about is, you know, uh, you can be like so good. It doesn't really matter what you do. Yeah, like whatever you start doing will be good because you yeah. bring that passion and that energy to it. Yeah. It's not the other way around where you kind of follow your passion. It's like you yeah. bring your passion to it yeah. and your quality to it. And so everything before you is obsolete mm. and everything after you is, after your touch is fantastic, right? Mm. So that's what I'm trying to model my approach on when it comes to posting content. I just don't want to talk about a topic out of like, you know, out of the blue, just unprepared. Like I want to be prepared and I want to be really getting in, to the weeds with it. So that's something I'm working on. Like I want to post a little bit more content on my LinkedIn and, um, and I want to work on a podcast too. So this is another, like, um, how we say at Avanti, it's another rock. Mm. Like it's a personal rock that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these are the two, two, two things that I would like to do. I, I want my LinkedIn, uh, um, uh, my, my profile on LinkedIn to be a little bit more like, you know, content oriented and like share some, thought leader stuff you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like how sarah does uh, sarah brazier big big uh, yeah. shout out to you as well Gong.io. you're an inspiration gong io for the win and uh john barrows like you know these people like they really they really motivate me and of course my own colleagues you all uh oleg you guys are doing fantastic so i think i want to start my own podcast at some point so and, do you see yeah. like a kind of a sales oriented podcast and Actually, that's, I wanted to ask you that question, dude. What do you think will suit my personality? Like, you know, if I want to start a podcast, I literally think that if you started, like, I think what I feel like what I would be drawn to is not only the sales side of it, but you're like some of the knowledge, you know, and your stories. I think you're an amazing storyteller. Okay. That's like, no, like seriously, like even listening to this podcast episode, you're a very good storyteller. That's something I I want to try to work on, especially Uh, even with YouTube content, right? It's hard. I wish I had that. I love listening to stories. I can't really tell them that great yet, but I have to practice, I guess. I was uh, reading about this in a book. Um, if you want to get good at like anything, anything for that matter, just consume. Like start consuming content on that. So start listening to more of these podcasts where people are coming in and telling their stories. Joe Rogan podcast, another big shout out like joe rogan's podcast yeah, is another like he's the, he's the goat joe rogan yeah and then i listen to like those things and i'm like wow like you know people sharing their stories and just their insights on some of the things it's just mind it blows your mind mm-hmm. at so many levels 
And I think uh, there was this book which talked about like just consuming. So the step one, uh, I can't remember the name of the book. I can actually look it up, tell you off the record. I mean, I think I should at this point uh, just look at it because I'm talking so much about it. Yeah, uh, I guess that was that would be a great question to ask you too. Is what would you say is the top three books that have uh, impacted <laughs> your life the most? Uh, the Creative Curve is this book, by the way. Uh, the top three books. The first one has got to be The Slight Edge. Uh, Slight Edge by I can't remember the name of the author. I'm very bad at that. But cl- mm. the, sl- the Slight Edge. If you look Slide it up, edge. you'll be able to find that. Uh, and sorry, actually, The Slight Edge shouldn't be the first. Like I mean, okay, I think I can just say it in any order. So, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's my favorite. That's my go-to book. Like I read it every year. I've already read it for 2020. I'm gonna read it again. So, so you can imagine. Like I read it every every year. Like I think I'm reading it every six months now. Wait, so that's uh, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie, Dale you got Carnegie, it, my okay. mind. And uh, the third book has to be um, Sapiens. Sapiens. Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't expect that one. Yeah, no one expects that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the intricacies and the history. So, I feel if you want to know where you're going, you gotta know where you you're coming from. So it's you know at that kind of a level and that book has blown my mind at several different levels like mm-hmm. so it has to be these three books and i think if you've if you've read these three books i think you're in for a career in sales like i'm i'm not joking like no jokes yeah, like if sure, you, i better read sapiens and slight edge yeah and if you just start like you know and like sapiens and slight edge they're like so slight edge is like a container right like you just it's a container you once you have it you can actually use it to um store any kind of information in it so it's more or less like it's an approach to life wherein you can boil it boil it into any sphere of life it's a very generic approach to winning like Mm -hmm. and sapiens you already know is like you know this wonderful book on you know human evolution and um dale carnegie's book it just it's the most I think it's it's probably the best sales book ever written. <laughs> like, no jokes. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I think these three books are like a really good start if you, of course, uh, if there's going to be a fourth, there has to be a fanatical prospecting by Jeb Blount, right? But uh, yeah, like definitely recommend those three books to our listeners here if they're interested. <laughs> Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Raj, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, joining the podcast and sharing your story. Uh, That was an awesome episode. Like there's a lot in here. There's a lot of nuggets in here. So I hope, um, you know, for those of you watching on YouTube, I hope you really enjoyed this one. Uh, I want to do more of these video style um, episodes and I'll have all of Raj's links in the, in the description below. And, uh, for those of you on iTunes and Spotify, if you could give it a rating and review, that'd be awesome. And, you know, I guess the last thing I want to leave here is kind of throwing it back at Raj. And what would, what do you want to, what's your last message? What would you want to leave? I think, any uh, last honestly, one? like, keep listening to Jeremy's podcast. I think this guy is really coming up in a big way. You're going to see him, like, see his podcast come right to the top. Uh, I feel like there's, like, so much to learn from just his approach. And I feel he, he's super, I think, I think you've got a long way to go, buddy. And you're, you're making the right moves. So I just want to wish you all the best. And I feel like I, my sincere message to all of you, mm-hmm. like, 
keep listening and like you know keep uh, coming back and because there's a lot of good stuff that's coming um, from Jeremy and I, I just want to wish him all the best and I'm uh, I'm gonna make sure that I share all of the content that you put out there and I, I'm like I'm just super excited for you man like it's yeah, it's no, uh, I, I appreciate that it's man. an amazing like I mean I'm it's been an amazing like three or four how how long has it been since I know uh, I think you? like five months feels like a lifetime just <laughs> five months not like. It feels like I've known him for five years because the kind of conversations you've had, right? And I feel like you're, uh, you've got that sponge approach to everything. So I feel like you just absorb all of that. And the best thing about you is you give back. So like, again, I would just like to tell the audience here, listen to this guy. And I feel uh, there's a lot of value in this for sure. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Raj. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys. Um, do you have any last words for as far as yourself or any? I I, I think I think just keep uh, dialing to all the SDRs and okay. uh, keep listening to this guy. All right, guys. Well, there you have it, Raj. So that's a wrap. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Zenfluence Podcast. Ooh. And big thanks to Raj for here. We did it. I sat here for an hour. <laughs> Woo.